from a business standpoint, um, I have the my coaching uh, my coaching uh, program, the podcast itself, which they're kind of connected because uh, all the things that I talk on the podcast, um, it's it's a very simple thing. People can just apply to get coached by me on the things that I talk about the podcast. Fair and simple, no nothing complicated, nothing crazy. Uh, it's mainly has to do with uh, getting more customers, um, getting more exposure, brand awareness, and structuring your brand in a way that actually is bringing you more sales. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. And we're back with another episode of the Moved Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. I got my friend here. I'm excited to bring him on. But before that, I just want to let you guys know that you should like and subscribe. And also, the person I'm bringing on is so pristine. She's also an incredible person. But also remember, there's really cool people that are on the podcast to go back, listen to their episodes, and let's get this thing started. Marion Asanu, my man. We finally got connected again. Pumped to have you, man. 100% man. And thank you for having me on the show. And uh, we tried to kind of do this. It was a little bit on my end uh, with uh, rescheduling, but appreciate you so much for having me on the show, man. Man, this is really cool. You uh, you inspire a lot of people. I, I kind of when I see people that uh, carry themselves well, I try not to, to kiss anybody's ass on it, but I, I want to say that you've done a good job. I'm going to take you back a little bit, if that's okay. Um, one of the things in the patterns that I see with you in business is that you kind of started that, hey, you know, start your business from scratch or, you know, start your own, uh, you know, go into the uh, the uh, real estate business from scratch. I think you did an SMAA or whatever that is from scratch. Sure. What is it about you that likes to start things from the bottom and then show people that core foundation from the beginning? So that's a insanely cool question and i'm glad you actually you actually asked me that now because that was the only thing that i knew so um i'm an immigrant in the us i immigrated uh 12 years uh, anywhere between 11 and 12 years ago right so the first year and a half first two years i didn't know anything about entrepreneurship starting business any any of that stuff so i just worked my ass off because that's what you do when you immigrate to a brand new country yeah. and you barely speak the language. So I worked, I just had, you know, two, three jobs at times, seven days a week, things like that, and just saved up uh, some cash. And so the first thing that kind of came naturally in a way was I was looking left and right and see other people. Well, actually the trigger was I was, um, so we got married, me and my wife, we got married right before we immigrated. I uh, immigrated with my wife in 2013, 2012. Uh, um, and then I, we took a, I'm trying to remember exactly the timeline of this, but we took at some point uh, a five-day vacation to DR, and that was considered our honeymoon, even though it was a long time after the wedding. But what happened was I did not um, enjoy the vacation as much because my mind was back in back at work thinking that oh I'm taking time off I'm not making money I'm losing money in a way right because as a, an employee um, in you know the company that I was working at the time uh, there was no like benefits and any of that stuff mm. uh, involved right it was just pure so anyway the bottom line is that was the trigger for me to start my own business so the reason that you heard me talk a lot of times about start this, do this from scratch, things like that, because that was the only thing that I knew. Now, 
A couple years later, what I learned, actually, this is one of my most successful, uh, I call it campaigns because a lot of more people kind of relate to this, especially in the online game, um, was actually acquiring another business. So if you would ask me today, what would I do different? I would look for other businesses, especially distressed ones, um, you know, with people that have been doing the same thing for a long time. Maybe they're good operators, but they're not good business owners. Maybe they're not good managers. They're not good managing people. Maybe they're not good marketers. They don't know how to market the business. So the only reason that you heard me talk so many times about start this from scratch, do this from scratch, uh, get this going from the ground up and things like that was the only thing that I knew at the time. Mm-hmm. But a few years ago, um, so my first business was a moving and storage company. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned into a little bit of a concierge type of thing. But anyway, bottom line is at some point in time, I had an offer um, to purchase somebody's uh, business, another uh, moving and storage company, right? So I ended up paying $2,000 for a website, phone number, and uh, email list of buyers. And that $2,000 uh, investment got back a little bit over $300,000 um, with no additional effort other than the fact that you know the website was already there. The phone number was already connected to a really loyal audience of people that have purchased services from these guys. And then from that point on, I just did my magic, installed a pixel on the website and kind of did some retargeting and all that. So... The reason that I was only talking about that, and you'll see more content from me about this. Actually, even uh, recently, probably maybe a month ago, I posted some reels and also a, po- a full podcast episode. Um, shameless plug, my podcast uh, is the Brand Up uh, show. Yeah. So uh, one episode, I actually talk about this, the best thing that you can do and the best marketing campaign, quote unquote, because it's not a marketing campaign, you acquire another business. But again, there's no platform on earth that would have, that would have allowed me to pay $2,000 and get a $300,000 return. And that's actually just in a few years, it's like two years, because moving forward, a lot of those customers are not even being tracked back to that uh, investment is being tracked as returner customers and things like that. Uh, I don't want to get too uh, geeky into the. No, I think it's, um, I I think what you're saying is really good. Um, We've had some really good guests. One of Michael Byers, he's a guest that's been on here. Um, And, you know, he's on another level. I mean, he's like 17 acquired and, you know, gone through mm -hmm. 40 transactions, things like that. But what I kind of will share in my example of what you just said is that uh, when you're building something from scratch, you have to build the brand. And I don't know if many people know this, but it is actually documented. It's about six to seven years to actually build a brand, to get it to the next true level where people are accepting it. It's now moving through. You can inject people and get it, but it's about seven to eight years to get a brand to lock in. Well, kind of a quick story. I had um, my e-commerce businesses and I started it in my garage and the first one I started, I don't even know why, it was my twin, it's called Toxic Lounge. To this day, I still don't know how I got with the name, but hey, what the heck. Um, yeah. But I did all these core clothing and everything like that. And I did it in my garage. Yeah. And I'd gotten to like 10 grand a month. Um, we were talking about fighting other. Do you remember that brand Affliction? I do not actually. Remember the like skulls with like the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was one of the first online dealers for Affliction back in the day. 
And so as I'd gotten that, you still don't have all the traction. And one of the things that became very valuable is I bought another business that had the infrastructure and then I was able to take that. So I'm parlaying on what you're saying. I made my biggest strides. And this is how it goes. When somebody else put all the energy to get it to a certain level, and then I can take that energy and go to the next level. And so I think what you're saying is true. It takes a lot to start something, but if the ship's moving, it's a lot easier to kind of just nudge it a little and it can kind of, you know, you have to know where to hit the damn tree, but that's the point. <laughs> yeah. And then, and of course there are different stages in somebody's life and journey, uh, especially because we talk about entrepreneurship and, and starting businesses and growing and, and building and now even acquiring. Um, of course, if you, if somebody would have told me this when I got started, I would have said like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense to pay. Now, if you would have said um, you can pay 2K and, you know, immediately accelerate your I would have understood. I would definitely understood that. Um, but it also depends what's the, you know, the year, the two years, the five-year goal for the person that's doing it. Because there are some people that just like to get uh, rents off the ground get them a little bit like you know these niche sites like you know you just get them uh you, you get them started especially now with chat gpt like you pump a hundred different articles in one day or maybe 200 whatever as many as, as you want so of course there are um industries and niches and, and things like that that make a lot of sense but in my opinion you don't even have to buy necessarily the same type of uh, business that you're mm -hmm. in you can just buy uh, somebody that has your audience. So, for example, uh, me and my brother groups, uh, purchased at some groups. point. You can you can you can purchase groups. Yeah, Facebook groups, YouTube channels, podcasts. Right, like if it's not a personal brand podcast, if it doesn't have your face attached to it and the name, it's it's really related yeah. to that niche. Uh, that can easily be something um, to to acquire. And like you said, you know, you you buy one that already has the infrastructure, yeah. or you buy the customer um, email list, and then you attach your infrastructure to it. It all depends, you know, what, what do you have and what are you looking for? But from a customer acquisition standpoint, because that's my, that's my bread and butter, um, I haven't seen any kind of platform, especially from a marketing standpoint, that can have this kind of impact. And on top of that, you have the, again, the, the brand built in people's minds that they purchased already. So, it's in my opinion, uh, and not just in my opinion, you're actually going to see and and hear um, me talk about this topic more on my podcast and on my uh, short form content. I'm going to kind of pull this through. And I think that most entrepreneurs sometime in their life when they were younger, they bought some candy, they put it in a plastic bag and they said, how can I make 50 cents off this uh, half of a candy that I bought, right? That's pretty, I mean, right. everybody's kind of got that story or they sold like a bracelet or something. I, over and over again, you meet people that are in our situation. They've always tried to sell something when they're a kid. I'm going to kind of tap into something else here because I think it's uh, what brings out people in life. And I think it's doing things that are activities. And you've always been somebody that lifted. You always were somebody that worked out. And so you get to a point where you kind of get the strength. But I think guys that get to that point they kind of want to see what they can do about it. And as we were talking earlier, you got into jujitsu. Anyway, it talks about fighting. I lose my mind anyways. 
But what I want to do is I want to see if we could take something for a second because you were starting things up. And the process of that was being able to put pieces together from scratch. A lot of times you used keywords like that in your in your videos and things like that. Mm -hmm. You've started BJJ from scratch. How do you see the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu journey that you've gone on to now being a blue belt? And for any of you guys that know this, number one, I'm going to encourage you right now. I'm a dirty, dirty white belt, but most people, jujitsu dies at blue belt. So I'm really going to encourage you to get that purple. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, my question that you would bring up was just be like, you know, what is it that, because I know how powerful jujitsu is. What is it that you're learning about yourself through jujitsu that you're applying to business life? Man, I love this question so much. Uh, actually, not too long ago, I posted this uh, favorite thing uh, that I learned from my instructor. I'm actually turning into a podcast. Uh, so depending at what point in time you're going to launch this, uh, this is going to be my second podcast that has nothing to do necessarily with business. But this, his quote is this, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So when I heard that for the first time, because I went to him, I think, uh, so I got started uh, doing jiu-jitsu just um, I, I was training boxing and kickboxing. And then on the other, the gym that I was training had two uh, separate rooms. One was jiu-jitsu, the other one was uh, striking. So I was training all the time uh, striking. And for some reason, I was never kind of attached or attracted to grappling. Um, so it was just that. I don't know why, but whatever. So um, grabbing sweating men usually only... isn't the thing we want to do as we get older that's why let's just be real <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> if we put it that way 100 percent um especially no gi right but um anyway <laughs> bottom line uh i got started and i realized you know i think the first person that i rolled with uh was a 17 16 17 year old uh guy 70 pounds lighter than me and the guy just completely just destroyed like he played with me the entire five minutes and I was just gassing out because I was just using strength that's the only thing that I had so and then um the only class that I could do at the time was a uh, 5 30 to 6 30 a.m three days a week Monday Friday and uh, uh Monday Wednesday and Friday and I was the only white belt. Uh, this was about a year and three months ago, something like that. The year I've been training a year and four months now. So I was training Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I was the only white belt. And you can imagine people were just crushing me because uh, I didn't have my, and I was tend to use strength. So then when people feel, oh, you want to use strength, now we're going to, right? Leverage. So, but he was always, you know, respectful and, and yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that people that have ever been afraid of, um, I assume everybody's in the martial arts world because I just around it so much, but for anybody, what you're expressing is the idea of incapability of getting out of something and no men, men don't understand that. It's like a weird, when you're pinned on with somebody else's chest on you and they got side control, you, you're not moving, bro. <laughs> and, and you don't want to believe like. I was. I remember even now. I was looking from the kickboxing part of the gym into the into the uh, jujitsu mats, and I was seeing you know a bunch of people just and the the windows were just all like sweaty and and humid and all that. And I'm like, why are they even sweating like this? I was there, you know, striking, hitting the bag and all that. And I was looking on the other side, and I'm like, why are they even sweating? They're only on the ground, right? In my head, like that. My my nonsense uh, yeah. mindset at the time. 
um, about, about jiu-jitsu. And then as time went on, I realized, I think it was a month, I was a month in, and I I don't know if I ever, I was ever able to land uh, a shop on my own on somebody else. And then I went to the instructor and I asked, Right, I, I have some questions for you. Let's book a private. I book a private with him. Um, and I said, look, so this is, these are my questions. I'm struggling a lot with, first, not um, being able to escape, uh, you know, from, I think it was at the time, mount, uh, side control, and, um, you know, my back being taken all the time. And I'm like, how do I even escape from these? And then how do I not put myself into even these positions to be able to not have to defend so then he's he that that was the first time he said all right so of course you know you doing boxing and, and kickboxing striking um is so much easier because they're not so many and not i don't know so many i think they're endless combinations in jiu-jitsu when it comes to like uh, combinations of, of uh and sequences of sure. movements in striking is not as complicated as that. I mean, they're not that many. Of course, when you add, um, especially in boxing, but when you add uh, Muay Thai into the mix, there are a little more, but still not even close uh, no, to, to no, what no, Jiu-Jitsu no, no. has. And he said, and you have to be okay being uncomfortable. And then as the moment, the moment you agree and the moment you understand that, okay, I'm uncomfortable now, instead of me trying to use all my strength and gas out in two minutes, you can try to think a little bit and understand, okay, you're uncomfortable now. Of course, this is just a role. You're not in a competition yet. I think it was like six months until I uh, went into one. But um, I learned to live being uncomfortable, talking now in, in uh, jiu-jitsu terms, on the mats. And I was not panicking when I was being put in these positions. And I learned, and I had to learn to learn. So that was another thing for me that uh, I realized, all right, this is a sport that I'm going to get humbled every day. Like, I, I don't care what everybody says. They can probably be 20 years, 30 years in. And it's at some point in time, somewhere on this globe, it's another person that's better than you, or at least they can have a better day or whatever. So the reason that I love the sport a lot and I learn every day uh, from this is, one, you live to understand how to survive when you're uncomfortable. And also when time comes, of course, if, if you put enough time into it, another person will be in your spot and then you'll be the person that, right? So all of these can be applied to business as well. Like all of these concepts, like especially uh, the, the first quote that I mentioned, um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like, when you start a business, you are uncomfortable because you have to wear all these hats. Like maybe you start a business to have more time or money and spend more time with, maybe with family. You're going to have none of that for the first six months to a year, like maybe even more in some cases. Yeah. And that's being uncomfortable. Do you learn how to be uncomfortable or you give up, right? So this was um, the first thing that I learned. And then the second thing that I feel like it's not being talked uh, about enough is the mental health. Like now I train every day, Monday to Friday. Uh, sometimes I try to hit a Sunday class too. Dude, you're six and seven thirty. Yeah, between six and seven thirty. But I go in there like my wife knows. If I don't go, I come at home with all my luggage from the whole 
day with like stress and you know crazy stuff going on. The moment I go into the mat is the first thing that I can put the phone down, not touching it. I can train and I live everything um, at the entrance. But then when I leave, I leave literally a new person. Like it's it's just for me <clears throat> something I now think it's that, a lifestyle. Um, if you're watching this podcast, I'm a dirty white belt. I think if I went like three weeks in a row, they'd probably give me a blue belt. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, I think that jujitsu has a few different things. I'll kind of put that in, in with business as well. One, positioning. We just talked about what you just said, right? Yep. It's like, hey, I was in, when you start something from scratch, which is fine, we all do it. You learn a lot, but then you realize positioning is super powerful. And then the other one is that the pressure that you have to learn to manage and breathe through. Yeah, you know, you end up you end up rolling with somebody and they're like 50 pounds heavier than you and they've got side control and they're using pressure and until you understand that pressure it it's extremely hard. And when you're in that position you realize that the pressure is okay. I can just relax. The pressure is okay. Now I position and myself being a martial artist since I was a kid, this goes through, but it didn't really solidify. I have a good friend, um, does Sansu, Dave, Dave Hopkins. And he taught me one thing and, and I didn't learn this until I was doing some of that different art. And he always said, fast is slow. Slow is fast. Right. Yeah. And I think that being on a martial arts conversation, there are so many analogies that a martial artist can give in business, the ability to be calm and in, in freaking freak out situations, the ability to be like water, you know? So I think that when we put ourselves into a martial arts situation, you really do learn that you can't get, you can't get to Brown belt without going through purple and blue and what you cannot get there. And I think that that's, I, I, let me stop you for yeah, one second. It. I'm sorry for cutting you up, but I, I just, Dude, I hope you cut it. me so off. Let's do this. You said, you said this and, and this, I, I meant to actually bring it up, but I, I totally forgot when we started talking about it. You said you cannot be a brown belt without actually putting in the work. And that's why I love martial arts so much. Cause you cannot fake it. Like you can fake all the PR and it's you can fake naked. the followers and the butts and all that. But you're not able to fake any, like no. the moment you can fake it if you want, but then the moment you start rolling or, or uh, sparring with someone, <laughs> you'll, you'll see, people will see and yourself, you'll realize, oh shit, actually I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as was, good as I thought. Or I was or I in Thailand and there was a guy, he was South, um, um, England, I think, stocky black kid. So every definition in his arms, he had literally had tattoos all the way down. And I remember we were training and I'm in Thailand and I touch gloves. I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> this is going to happen, I guess. And you never know, right? <laughs> Everybody says <Yeah>. start slow. <laughs> that never works. You so then you basically, I remember touching gloves going, all right, here we go. Now I'd been banging for a while, so I've been okay. And he came in and I slipped. Marion, I, I stuck him in his, boom, right in his face. He steps back and I hit him a little harder than I wanted to. We were kind of training. I remember Lights that because- no, I didn't, I didn't no. put him out, but what happened is his head went back and I immediately was like, here we go. Now we're fighting. Right. <laughs> and here's the thing I kind of want to express about people, even in business. And that is his head came back and he looked at me and I went, it's on now. And he just looked at me and he goes, 
hold on. I was like, okay. He goes, I I've never been hit like that before. <laughs> and I stopped for a but second and I said, I've never had anybody look like you not come after you after hitting somebody <laughs> like that. So kind of the moral of the story is like, not everybody perceives who they are and we're actually very naked. And not everybody's a black a belt in point. business. People are blue belts, but you assume they know much more. But you know how much further a blue belt is than a white belt. It's calmness. That's what happens. Oh, I, yeah, and, and it's um, maybe it's a lot, a lot more, especially in the defense uh, part, because I remember the only thing that I was focusing the first maybe well it was the first month and a half until i started uh, booking a couple of privates with with the instructor and he actually told me like look you know white belt to blue belt is really focusing on learning how to defend and learning how mm -hmm. to not be put in those positions and then i rewire myself instead of just trying to go 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 after someone by trying to even you know kind of observe and, and look and, and understand what the, what the game is sometimes people look a certain way but then you realize oh you know, they're much stronger than they look or because of the way that they use the timing of using strength, maybe they only use strength when they mount you and or, you know, and then that's also another uh, thing that you learn uh, either by trial and error or, you know, if, if you book some privates with somebody more experienced, but yeah, hundred percent, man, I, um, I love the sport for, for those main reasons and a lot more that I could probably talk hours about this. I, I, whenever I get with people, we start talking about fighting. I literally have to try to find another topic because I'll do this for hours. There's a list of people that contact me and I'm kind of a, I, I'd say that I influence somebody. If if you're around me enough, you're going to end up in a jujitsu school, a boxing school. You're going to end up in something because I, I always say this, and this is the statement I tell people, especially men make it very clear. Whatever age you're at right now is the best body you got. Go. That's fucking a good one. That's use it because you're not going to be able to do this right now. Use it, please. And I think that um, a lot of business owners, I don't know if you know this, but the, 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 um, uh, the profession of an engineer is a lot of jujitsu guys. A lot of engineers go into jujitsu and it's because their minds oh, yeah. work the same way, like a chess player. Yeah. I think a couple of, um couple shots ahead moves ahead Dude. makes a lot of sense actually now that you think yeah i know that you're doing big got stuff a couple you got of software your... engineers you got a couple yeah, of now software th engineers now that i'm thinking now you're gonna think <laughs> about it right and the reason why is because their brains once they get past the cardio once they get past the strength their brains are reverse engineered and so immediately you get engineers going okay now i'm strong enough i have enough stamina now how do i reverse engineer that move what's next because that's it. And now you're like, shit, now I'm dealing with a good brain. I used to be more athletic, right? I think, and I'm going to kind of get us to kind of get here and, and we'll close this out because I think if I make this one a little bit shorter, I think that I have some reasons to come back again and we do a longer episode. Does that sound good? We need to do a part two on this 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my thing is, um, what is it you're doing now? You got a podcast going. Um, I do have, you know, other things that we can talk about. Your story is someone that uh, I think many people can look up to. You're an immigrant that came to the U.S., started from scratch. You went into real estate, started from scratch, started from these things. I think you're what entrepreneurism is, if that's a word. I don't know if it's an ism. 
but um, what is it you're working on now? And um, how do people get a hold of you? 100%. So the easiest way to kind of get up to date to all my kind of new projects going on is my podcast. So whatever you're consuming uh, this episode, uh, regardless if it's audio or video, uh, my podcast is called The Brand Up Show, um, and then it's on all platforms. So that's, that is where I share all the upcoming stuff uh, coming up, upcoming stuff coming up, <laughs> all the new stuff coming up. Um, in terms of, from a business standpoint, um, I have the, my coaching, uh, my coaching uh, program, the podcast itself, which they're kind of connected because uh, all the things that I talk on the podcast um, it's it's a very simple thing. People can just apply to get coached by me on the things that I talk about the podcast. Fair and simple, no nothing complicated, nothing crazy. Uh, it's mainly has to do with uh, getting more customers, um, getting more exposure, brand awareness, and structuring your brand in a way that actually is bringing you more sales. Uh, we can talk about this in part two in terms of because for some people it it doesn't really make sense to build a personal brand if you're planning to sell your business um, in the future because a personal brand, like, you cannot exit. Nobody's going to buy your name to put it on their page because it doesn't it doesn't work that way, right? Um, and then on the investment side, I uh, do real estate. The way our process is fairly simple from, a, uh, from an investment standpoint. We... Look for houses that need a little cosmetic work, so nothing crazy. I'm not looking to do any work on the structural um, base or any of that. Mainly cosmetic, so you know, design, uh, exterior, interior. We renovate them, put them on Airbnb, so cash flow uh, right away. And then uh, we typically look for getting a HELOC from the bank and use that money into the next deal and so forth. Got it. And then um, I'm also a partner in a couple other uh, things, meaning I mainly deal with the marketing side of things. So my wife has a salon and, a, and a, an education company. So I handle the, uh, the marketing side of things. Um, my first business, the moving storage company, it's still up and running. I have a partner in that. I focus a lot on the on the marketing side of things and the growth and um, acquiring other companies to kind of merge them in. So this is what I do. Uh, currently, but again, I talk about all this stuff on the show uh, podcast, so people can yeah people can consume it there and kind of learn from the free episodes, or they can apply to uh, to work with me. Dude, this has been awesome. I try not to be too complicated on the special. Uh, hopefully, I I gave the <laughs> easy to digest version of it, and 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 that makes you a brown black belt in the way you you do what you're doing in business but don't underestimate the pain and the stories that you had to get there. So I think that's really <laughs> cool. All right. Well, this ends this episode short and sweet, which means we're going to double up on this. And with that, Marion, you're the man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the show for everybody. Make sure you go back, you like, and subscribe. Most of all, go back and think of these other guests as well. You'll be blown away of the stories they have. Thanks a lot, Marion. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Move is to entrepreneurs.